everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests, so thank you for joining us today. On today's podcast, we're going to continue on with our new Starter Basics uh, series that we're trying to uh, get some more info out on with a focus on gear today with our special guest, Chris Barnes, who was once an instructor and now is working at a shop I cannot name. (laughs) And uh, but you know what? Give me a little history about you and your riding career. Uh, so I started riding. I'm almost into 25 years now of being a rider. Uh, I actually took a course in Kitchener, Ontario. Never, ever had been on a motorcycle before in my life. Just one of those bucket list things. When I moved to Alberta in 2005, I uh, ended up being an instructor in 2006 with the Calgary Safety Council. Uh, spent about seven years with them. Uh, decided to move on. So I went to another school with at Fast Track. And uh, when Fast Track closed, it, another door opened up, and uh, my wife and I were asked if we could help develop a course for uh, State Polytechnic here in, in Calgary. So we ran that for six, almost seven years as well, working with State. And that's how and we met, right? It is how we met, absolutely. Yeah. And again, another door opened. Um, and yeah, so the shop that can't be named, um, <laughs> I'm now their, uh, I, I guess, delivery specialist. So when you come and pick up your motorcycle, I get to walk you through all the features and benefits uh, of your motorcycle. I still talk to people that are asking questions about, you know, their classics license because unfortunately some of the verbiage i think from alberta transport is a little difficult to understand so i i'm there to help answer those type of questions as well which is perfect you can always throw them towards our new classics licensing podcast that we did this year because i see those same like misinformation on social media as well and it's hard to try to keep ahead of the opinions it's daily People, you know, like I got my learner's license, you know, those type of things. But yeah, your podcast was great. So I try to share that. And No, and I appreciate that. And then, yeah, Sate came on as a corporate member and then the, the program was shut down. I think it was funding. It wasn't anything to do with you and Tara. That's definitely for sure. You guys are amazing instructors. I know you talk to lots of people at the bike shows every year. You had lots of students. Do you miss it? Are you going to get back into it? Um, you know, right now I've got the greatest part-time job in the world. You know, I get to ride so many different bikes. I I get to see people when they're happiest, when they come in and they're picking up their brand new motorcycle, at least their new motorcycle that's new to them and it's that excitement. So I think for now I'll stay put, but, uh, you know, again, that, that door, I don't think will ever close. There's still that part of me that, yeah, I, I'd love to help out people. I love seeing the progression of students, you know, from the first day, if they were like me, never throwing a leg over a motorcycle to the end of the course. And, uh, you know, they're, they're on the road, you know, when we, when we got to take them out there. Oh, and and that's perfect. So that's kind of why I wanted to have you on this podcast to talk about, you know, the starter basics with gear specifically, what would you consider to be some of the basics that someone should get? Um, if they're getting started in our sport? I think without question, we'll we'll start with the helmet. I think that's the most basic one. I think that's the one that most people would go to. Uh, 
Um, big thing about helmets, I still get asked all the time, what's the best helmet? And uh, my response is usually very cheeky. It's the one that fits, right? Because whether, you know, because all of your friends have an Arai helmet or a Shoei or an HJC or, or a Shoe Berth, whatever they're wearing, it may not be the right helmet for you. Um, I mean, there are some really, really good quality helmets, ECE approved helmets that are under $300. So if you are, you know, you've just bought your bike, you've invested that way, you know, there are some great helmets out there that aren't going to cost you, you know, eight, nine hundred dollars and, and up from there. You can buy some really good. And like I say, look for the ECE sticker on the back of the helmet. You know, I know that DOT is the standard, but if you can get something that has a little bit higher level of, uh, of safety, look for that ECE sticker and, uh, and and go from there. Would you say like Snell it would be another good rating to look for? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you look at your, so your DOT, like I say, is kind of your basic. Know, entry level. That's yeah. the basic, uh, the basic place to start. But then now you get into Snell and uh, even now ECE has taken some of their testing a few steps higher than even, than even Snell. So uh, I, I do try and, you know, try to lean people towards looking for those stickers, the Snell or the ECE. ECE was the European standard and it's now accepted widely in, in Canada, correct? Correct. Yeah. Perfect. So helmets are great, but then we're looking at, you know, I remember when I got going and I only had so much money and now I look at my closet and go, I've got like five pairs of pants and four jackets and you know, I've got all the different textile leather, you know, all that stuff. If you only could pick one to get started, would it be like one what of the jacket, pants, boots? Not, not I mean, one of those. I mean, one of like, yeah. which kind would you get? You know, when I first started teaching, it would have been jacket. But now I'm leaning towards boots. No, but I mean, if you want, you, we want everybody in yeah, all yeah. the gear. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay. We absolutely want everyone in all the gear. Um, but the next area where I'd probably spend a little bit money would be on boots. Yeah. When I when I started as an instructor, you know, it was you know something that just covers your ankle. And if you look at motorcycle, like again, a lot of incidents, and again, it's like sixty five percent of motorcycle accidents are slow speed mm -hmm. and if you have that 500 pound motorcycle and it lands on you it's going to be potentially from the knee down um so and again you can get some really good thigh high or you know mid thigh at least uh, motorcycle boots for you know that 200 dollar place so if i was going to invest my money and kind of break it down to helmet uh, by far number one that's that's the one that you know, invest your money if you're going to try to get like the, you know, we obviously want everyone to ride in, in the entire head to toe, you know, all the gear all the time. Which would be the area that I, I would definitely put a focus on. Um, from there, if we talk about jackets, um, because of all the different um, fabrics, textiles, whatever you want to call them, um, your motorcycle leathers that you talked about, I mean, by far the greatest thing in the event of a slide are motorcycle leathers. That's why racers wear them. We understand that. You also pay that premium quality um, for that really good motorcycle leather. So the options of the textiles gives you, um, it gives you a little bit more versatility but it also can come in at a lower price point as well. So my recommendation is find something. Uh, if you're looking at one of those textile jackets, um, you know, make sure that it has a back, you know, like the, the, the back protector, you know, that again, the, the CE back protector, something there 
you know, that is going to protect your spine. And it doesn't have to be super hard. It can be flexible, but something in the jacket that is going to protect your spine. I mean, having the elbow pads and something on your forearms, absolutely. But again, if you're going to buy a textile jacket, make sure that it has that back protection as well. And then if we're looking at pants, because jeans don't last long in a slide whatsoever, they're, they kind of disintegrate. But there's a lot of different kinds of pants out there, too, with Kevlar being a thing now. What would you suggest would be a good starter pant? Um, I know, like, uh, like, I guess they'd call them like an overpant and things like that. Again, um, so many different companies have a variation. Um, so there did, would be a textile, uh, you know, I believe is one of the fabrics that would be used in there. Some that will have the Kevlar. Um, something that you can um, put over top of a pair of jeans. So now you've got layers of protection. Uh, most of those pairs of pants have lots of venting. So on those days, you know, in Alberta that we get those days, they get up to the 30s. You know, the more venting you have, uh, the, the better. You know, I get people still stop me um, and uh, ask, you know, like, aren't you hot? Yeah, you know what, that half an hour, that 40 minute ride, whatever it is to get home, yeah, I might be a little bit hot or a little bit uncomfortable. I think I would rather be a little bit uncomfortable for 40 minutes than I would potentially sliding off my bike and dealing with those issues potentially for the rest of my life. You know, the, um, we unfortunately I have a coworker that uh, slid off his bike really recently. And uh, it was just one of those times I just had to go to the corner store. I just had to pick up smoke and decided that it was warm enough that he didn't need a jacket. And about a block and a half away from home, he slid off his bike. He was cut off by, by another motorist and he came off the bike and uh, he had to wait one entire day before going to uh, emergency to get all of the, uh, the road rash scrubbed off again. So, not to gross out our, you know, your listeners or anything like that, but that's the reality. Um, you know, these these textile jackets, they may not prevent a broken bone. It's going to protect your skin so that you don't have to go through getting all the scab and everything else removed, you know, in emergency or at a medical facility. And a lot of the jackets out there now, and, and same with some of the pants, have like a zip-out liner. So they are really multifunctional through every weather season we have. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just got a new pair of pants this, you know, this year. Um, I had uh, I had one pair that lasted me nine years, you know, so and, and I'm one of those people. Uh, I, I like to break down. So over nine years, I paid X number of dollars for my pants over nine years. They, they you know, me well. Um, yeah, they have different layers, different liners. Uh, you can get, you know, waterproof liners that are included with with a lot of that gear. So like I say, the, vers- the versatility is there. Um, you know, if you get a, j- a jacket that is well fitted, you know, potentially you can put a, you know, a sweatshirt or something underneath for those cooler mornings. And then in the afternoon, um, you know, you can maybe not wear the sweatshirt of idea. Um, you know, again, the swings that we get in temperature, there's nothing worse than going to work in the morning and driving in because it was, you know, five degrees. And on the way home from work, it's now 22 degrees. And you're like, I should have been on, I should have been on my bike. You know, so yeah, those mornings that it's a little bit chiller, you know what, put on another layer. And whether it goes underneath or even over top of, of your, your motorcycle jacket. And I know we're talking starter gear, but something down the road for people getting into the sport to know about is uh, when you can afford to do so. Or me, I was very stubborn and used to 
think poorly of people who had heated gear until I got caught in the mountains in the rain and then I came home and had heated gear installed. You know, <laughs> you know heated that. gear and heated grips and, and all those things like once you start riding with with a bike that has heated grips, you'll never go back. You know, some of you know, some of the uh I guess uh, upper echelon of the European brands that now have heated seats and things like that. Like you you know, you can be really spoiled. Um, other thing I was going to bring up about gear, though, especially for a new rider, is that if this is your first bike and you are deciding to finance that first motorcycle, maybe talk to your salesperson. You know, maybe see if, you know, there's some way that you could include some of this gear in your financing. You know, um, if you're, let's say you're financing the bike for four or five years and, you know, you buy $1,000 worth of gear, whatever it is. You know, over the course of that four or five years, it really isn't a whole lot more to your monthly payments. Again, just another option so that when you do leave and the day that you pick up your bike or whatever, you're set to ride, you know, and maybe it doesn't have to be a piece by piece thing. So there, there's there's options out there. That is an interesting tip that I didn't even think of talking to, you know, your sales guy about including gear and financing. Like, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful. Like what what does it do for them? Nothing. It just gets people safer, faster and affordability. Yeah. And the, and the affordability factor, like I say, if, you know, the way that I looked at those, you know, pair of pants that lasted me nine season, I broke it down over the course of how much did it cost me per season? You know, if you break down the cost of borrowing over, like I say, four or five years or whatever it is that you're, you're paying for your motorcycle, you know, that gear is going to pay for itself. And, you know, after that term, yeah, you'll probably have to get a new helmet because I, I believe that that's still the standard with most motorcycle manufacturers is after five years, it's, it's time to look for a new lid because that foam does start to disintegrate. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I, that I, you know, I did talk to some of the people in sales about is that encourage people to ask for help. You know, I think that, and again, just my experience from being an instructor is that so many people, I think we're embarrassed or almost afraid to ask for help. And I think, more afraid because they thought that they were going to be upsold something that they didn't need. Mm-hmm. Thought that the salesperson was going to go right to the most expensive shelf. Um, but I think asking for help is is so important. Um, I, I never forget, I met a student who was that person. He was afraid to ask for help. and bought a helmet that was about three sizes too big. He came to the course and, you know, just looking at the helmet, uh, myself and another instructor, like, there's something wrong here. And he could put his hands on his cheeks. And he could move his head inside the helmet. And it was, he liked the color. He liked the, the brand name, but didn't even put the helmet on. And I, I don't know of, of um, you know, any motorcycle dealership that's going to take that helmet back, unfortunately. You know, once it leaves the store, it's a pretty tough sell to take it back. Yeah, absolutely. That's in like you should never be afraid to ask questions about anything ever, really. You know. Yeah, and and any reputable dealership, I mean, they've got people that are trained just to do that, just to help you fit the right helmet. And uh, as you and I talked about before, like I wear a Schuberth helmet; it fits me really, really well. Um, it does not fit, you know. Again, the Schuberth helmets don't fit my wife. Yeah. You know, it, we, we, you know, um, everybody's you know, I, head I, is different, and it's like every manufacturer like locked into one shape ahead yeah. <laughs> almost um yeah hkc i believe now in some of their helmets will have additional padding and i think they actually say that um you know it's because all of our noggins are different mm-hmm. you know so they like i say there's 
you know, lots of options for helmets. And, and I guess the last thing that we should talk about is gloves. Yes. Right. Um, you know, wearing the gardening gloves and, and, you know, again, on the course, that was something that we would accept. We just wanted something in the event of a spill. You had some protection. But if you could find some gloves that have some some kind of slider or padding right around, you know, kind of where your thumb, you know, joins into your hand, whatever bone that is, um, because inherently when we come off a bike, the first thing that goes out are our hands and our arms because we try to catch ourselves. And if you can find a pair of motorcycle gloves, and I, I would recommend it, try to find ones that have sliders. And I've seen those uh, style of gloves, I mean, be as, as little as, you know, $65. And that's just so if you hit the ground, um, instead of catching and putting a lot of force on your forearm, now you're going to slide out and, uh, you know, hopefully no broken bones will occur because of that. And knuckle protectors. I've got knuckle protectors on my gloves because I don't have anything protecting my hands on the bars. So I take a rock in the hand. My knuckle protectors protect me. Doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, or a big bugger, you know, we've, we've all by, you know, been hit by, you know, bumblebees, you know, or, or something a little bit larger. And um, last year I was caught in the hail and magically the hail um, found every little bit of area of my body that didn't have protection. <laughs> Damn mother nature. So th- going back to asking for help, I guess mm-hmm. it would be like maybe explain to your salesperson kind of what your budget is and Going into that, what are you kind of looking at to for gear? What should you anticipate to spend on average if you're starting out? Wow, Is there a magic okay. number? Is, I, probably the, the high hundreds. I'm going to say $1,000, but probably the high hundreds I think you should budget. You know, um, like I say, a, a good quality helmet, you can start off in the 200s. Um, as I talked about, the next important thing are your boots. Your boots, probably in that same $200 range. So right now we're at $400 without pants. As I said, the gloves you can find for $65. Um, pants can probably start off at about $150 and go up from there. And like I say, you can get a good quality, um, I'd even call it like a summer jacket. So it, it's basically like some kind of mesh has all of the protection. But again, if you need to layer up because when it is colder, you know, you can you can add those extra layers. And, and those jackets are in the, you know, probably low 200. So if you, I, I guess that magic number for me would probably be about $1,000. So, you know, if you're budgeting for a new bike, um, one of my suggestions would be, yeah, budget $1,000 for some gear if this is, your first time spend. And, you know, as I talked about, if you, if you're financing, you know, maybe talk to that salesperson or talk to the person in the business office and just see what you can do to get into, you know, to get into that gear and, and, and not overextend yourself, you know, a whole lot more than you need to. Absolutely. And then as you grow in the sport, your closet grows with you. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? You you may have a friend that wants to get into motorcycling. They may need that first jacket or they may need, you know, that those first pair of pants. But not the helmet. Um, not that. I, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, you know, even on Marketplace and Kijiji, when I see used helmets and, you know, only used one time or only used... You know, I, I still have a whole lot of red flags. You know, you bought this one-of-a-kind helmet and you spent X number of dollars. Why are you now all of a sudden getting rid of it? Like, there's got to be a story somewhere behind it. And not everyone is trying to deceive. I, I get that. 
yeah, used helmets would be the one area I'd stay away from. When it comes to, you know, a gently used jacket, as long as it has all the padding, I it would be there if I was, if you know, I was in an area that I, or a situation that I need to be budget conscious, I would definitely look into that. Yeah, absolutely. All great tips. Um, thank you so much for helping us with the with the gear. Like we obviously we talked about all the reasons why this is important as we went through the different body parts and like you know at cat. Let's just at cat all the time and and uh, tell the new people who are getting into the sport welcome because you know love to have you there. Training gear ask questions. It's all good. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time and that great information about starter basics and gear. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest that you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on all the socials or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org or straight to our email at info at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We will see you out on the road.